Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It's been a wild 24 hours in Rugby League, as we mentioned yesterday. And the two headline acts for me have been two of the ball players in our competition. One, he's been around for a long time, Blake Green. Unfortunately, announced his retirement yesterday. We're going to have a quick look into the career of Blake Green. And secondly, a guy that hasn't been on the scene for very long, but he's made a big impression in a short amount of time. It is, of course, Georgie Williams, the British beak. He has, uh, well, it's a bit messy at the moment. I was about to say he's been released effective immediately to go home, which is true, but the narrative surrounding it, it is unfolding unbelievably. I can't believe how this is being played out. I can't believe how public it is. It's essentially like him and James Hooper there having an argument via Twitter and Fox League articles instead of getting on the phone and sorting this out. It is, regardless of what's happening, the optics for the Canberra Raiders are terrible, and that is the bottom line of all this. Uh, the way that this guy's been released, the way that this guy arrived as a, a sensational footballer, he did so well last year, the way that he's now been, now that he's departed the club, the way that it's playing out on social media, the way that the club's being painted, uh, the way that George Williams is being painted, the way that John Bateman is coming out in support of George Williams, backing his mate in, but also being very vocal against James Hooper and what he's saying about the club. Also on all of George Williams' Instagram posts, a number of the players are liking a lot of those posts, which we'll get into a bit more detail on that. Those are the two topics we're touching on tonight. We're going to kick off first, though, with the career of Blake Green. So Smith off to the left, and he gets it away for Green. And Green gets his second penalty. The retirement of Blake Green, not a huge shock to us. He obviously was in his older age as far as a rugby league career goes. But what this guy has achieved and what he's done in rugby league has been simply incredible. Is he a guy that's lifted a heap of trophies? No. Is he a guy that's played in a heap of rep games? No. Is he a guy that you'll tell your grandkids about one day? No, certainly not. But Blake Green... He is reliable. He is reliable as all hell in a position that is dominated by unreliable footballers, yeah? And look, there is a top-shelf group of guys that are common in rugby league, but the amount of halfbacks and five-eights that you see enter the league and disappear in two years, the amount of halfback and five-eights that are superstars, in quotations, that are playing Harold Matz, playing SG Ball, coming through in the under-20s, doing this, doing that, all of them. 
Nearly all of them would have more natural ability than Blake Green. But Blake Green's key is that he is reliable and that he is consistent. Consistent as all hell. He is almost so consistent that it becomes a negative on him because he has never really had that super high-end ceiling, but he never has a bad game, Blake Green. He is he epitomizes the journeyman tag. Yeah, This is a guy that has been in so many different systems, has traveled around so much, and has done a job everywhere he has gone. And this is what I talk about once again. Reliability is the most undervalued skill in rugby league, and it is not even funny. Defensively, he's always held his own. He's always had a solid kicking game. He's never been a selfish footballer. He's always been about whichever team, whichever jersey he is wearing. It has never been about Blake Green, and that's what I absolutely love about this bloke. I'd love to know if there's an NRL player that has done more yards than this guy. Let's take a trip down memory lane for his career. Now, Blake Green, he made his debut all the way back in 2007, playing 5-8 for the Parramatta Eels. A lot of people forget he was at the Parramatta Eels. Now, some names that he was playing with in this side. Luke Burt, Crimson Inu, Eric Growth, Tim Smith. He made his debut alongside Tim Smith. Nathan Hindmarsh, Daniel Wagon, Mark Riddell, Ian Hindmarsh. I mean... He made his debut a long time ago, yeah, in a pretty solid Parramatta Eels side here. Going up against, I mean, Todd Carney was playing for the Canberra Raiders at this point. This is how long ago this was. It's crazy. Alan Tung was playing in this one. Neville Costigan was still at the Raiders. Michael Wayman was still at the Raiders. Yeah, Neil Henry was their coach. Michael Hagan was coaching the Parramatta Eels. He made his debut ages ago. He played his first game at 5'8". Then he played another handful of games coming off the bench in the 2007 season for the Parramatta Eels. He would then make the move in 2008 to the Cronulla Sharks. And as we all know, it wouldn't be the last move that Blake Green would make here. He would arrive at the Cronulla Sharks and he would play seven games that season. He'd play four different positions. 5'8", centre, he'd come off the bench, he'd play hooker and he'd play a little bit of halfback as well. So already showing the sort of footballer this guy is that he would fill in anywhere. He would do anything as long as it was the best for the team he was playing in and for the jersey that he was wearing. At that point, it was the Cronulla Sharks. He stayed there 2008, 2009. In 2009, he scores his first try in first grade for the Cronulla Sharks against the Newcastle Knights in a loss uh, playing halfback in that game. The end of the 2009 season, here he is. He's played, what, 20 first-grade games? He's already been at two clubs. He makes his move to his third club, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Plays 18 games there for the Doggies. Uh, They missed the finals that year. They really don't go too well. Playing 5-8, he played a game in the second row, played at lock, played hooker. Once again, showing the sort of guy he is. Now, Blake Green, at the end of 2010, here he is, his fourth year in first grade. He's already played for three clubs. Yeah, there's only 13 left in the NRL. And he makes his move over to England. He goes and plays for the Hull Kingston Rovers over there. Has a pretty solid season with them. Um, I think they make it to the playoffs. I think they get dusted the first week by the Catalans. I think the French side put a good score on them. Uh, He'd play a couple of seasons with the Hull Kingston Rovers. And then he would make his move to English giant, the Wigan Warriors. And in 2013, thankfully, uh, we see Blake Green. He wins a premiership there. He he scores a try in the grand final as well. Uh, Wigan beating Warriors in that game. So Blake Green lifts his first trophy there. By this one, it's 2013. He plays 2014 for Wigan as well. So a number of years into this career now. Spent a lot of time over there in England. And then he makes the return. 2015, he returns to the Melbourne Storm. Where else would a guy like Blake Green make his return but the Melbourne Storm? Over the next two years, 
He plays 50 games for the Melbourne Storm, yeah. Gets a good taste of finals experience while he's there. 2015, they make the finals. Uh, 2016, they have a really good side. Obviously, they go all the way to the grand final. Unfortunately, they lose to the Cronulla Sharks in that game. Uh, but, I mean, if the Melbourne Storm are picking you in a side that's going all the way to the grand final, it's saying something about you. He played 24 games that season for the 2016 Melbourne Storm. Then made the move to the Manly Seagulls, playing 24 games that season scoring three tries so now we're at our one two three four we're at our fifth NRL club in 10 years yeah including two English Super League sides so in 10 years he played for seven different clubs 2018 he moves across the ditch he's been to Australia he's been to England now he's moved over to the New Zealand Warriors for the 2018 2019 and the 2020 season. We all know how it unfolds in the 2020 season. He leaves halfway through to join the Newcastle Knights. Plays a couple of games there. Of course, finishes with injury in that season terribly. During that offseason with an ACL. Actually signs a contract with the Canterbury Bulldogs. The team that he played for back in 2010. So he almost ended up back at Canterbury. That all went to shit. He signed with the Newcastle Knights and I can only imagine, I can only guess that at some point over the last few months, the Newcastle Knights would have known that Jake Clifford was arriving. I reckon someone sat down with Blake Grant and said, mate, we've got this young kid arriving. And he would have said, you know what? Probably best for the club. I can probably keep playing, but it's probably enough for me. I'll hang up the boots here. Congratulations to Blake Green. It's been an unbelievable career that has gone for so long and has spanned so many clubs. He's been a club favourite everywhere he has gone. You know, there is something about good blokes in rugby league. We really do respect them. And this guy, he has always been one. I love the fact that he has always been about what is best for the team. 180 first grade games, 20 tries, yeah? The most unselfish of blokes I have ever seen. Blake Grant and I think his decision at the Newcastle Knights I think it sums it up perfectly and as I always say with a lot of guys that go to the Melbourne Storm and stay there for a long time he only stayed there two years but he played 50 games he wasn't in and out of this team he was a consistent part of a Melbourne Storm system that was on their way to win a premiership they lost it in 16 they came back and won it in 17 after Blake had left but if you're a player that Craig Bellamy says, yep, he's a guy that I want in my team. That says a lot about you. I have honestly never heard a bad word about Blake Green. It has always been positive. I've never met a player who has a bad word to say about him. I've never seen in the media anything bad to say about him. I've never seen anything in his game. I've never seen anything at all from Blake Green that has been negative. 181 first grade games with a number of games played, played over in England too. I'd say almost 100 games played over there. Got pretty close to the 300 game mark overall. A sensational player Blake Green. Incredibly consistent, incredibly reliable and for me, in the modern game, good God, that matters so much. It matters so much. It is so underappreciated. Congratulations on a fantastic career, Blake. It's been sensational to watch it unfold. Well, this news out of the Canberra Raiders yesterday, it has just gone massive. It's unbelievable how this is playing out. And in such a public forum, it is not a great look for the Canberra Raiders. And there's no doubt about it, the biggest losers out of this are the Canberra Raiders. The optics, they are not good. It looks like a squad 
that is falling apart, to be perfectly honest with you. Now, we saw this a couple of weeks ago where we had the players' wives speaking out on Instagram, which wasn't a great look. Uh, we looked like we dealt with that. Josh Papali was then dropped. His wife spoke out. Joey Tapanay, he wasn't used uh, for a huge amount of minutes. They lost that game. His wife spoke out publicly, and it just it didn't look good from the start. On top of that, we had the little Josh Hodgson, the Tom Starling thing going on. It didn't look like it was quite working. You got... Josh Hodgson, who to me seems to be quite an alpha, he's always been so important to this side. All of a sudden, this Tom Starling comes along. Hodgson gets injured. Starling steps in. They potentially get better. The game moves towards Starling, probably away from Josh Hodgson. So to me, it looked like there was friction there. Now, you obviously off the back of that also had all, you had John Bateman leaving, which was a huge loss for them. Uh, it shows how much of a great leader and a great team guy he was to this team I am I think there'd be a very different story right now in the nation's capital if John Bateman was still there even the way that it unfolded with him he came he played a fantastic season for the Canberraiders next it was sort of an injury riddled season he got homesick he wanted to leave it wasn't it wasn't a great way to go. It was dragged through the media for a long time. He had social media spats. He was going back and forth on Twitter for a long time going at um, it just going at James Hooper constantly. This went on for ages. This played out publicly. It just it isn't a good look. It is just distracting. It's not the way that you want this all to play out. Now, yesterday afternoon, George Williams, we've been hearing for weeks that he was homesick, that he wanted to go home. It was announced yesterday just before Teamless. Actually, as I was on my Teamless Live, it came through. I wasn't aware of it. People told me on the chat that George Williams had been released effective immediately. And me, I almost didn't believe it. I sort of said on my live, yeah, I'm going to have to confirm that, thinking maybe someone's pulling a special on me here. But then it kept coming through the comments. I, I, I had a look on my normal Instagram. So many messages coming through about George Williams. And it really is mind-boggling. Why now? Why now is the time to let George Williams go? I just There is no benefit for the Canberra Raiders to let him go. Yeah, there's no reason. Why on earth when you're losing this many games in a row where you're struggling as much as you are and your season is hanging in the balance, do you let your halfback leave the building? It just makes no sense whatsoever. For me, it seems like there must be more to this. There must be more to this. George Williams, after the announcement yesterday, he came out on Instagram and made a statement. He said false. Uh, he obviously shared the Fox League article uh, that was posted yesterday by James Hooper, which essentially said that he he rang, uh, said that he couldn't come to training. He wasn't going to be playing that weekend. And then uh, they signed his immediate release because that's what he wanted. It came out very differently on George Williams's Instagram. He said, false. I text to explain my mental well-being to the welfare manager. I asked for a release weeks ago for the end of the season. Not once did I ask for an immediate release, but instead of supporting me, the club kicked me out the door. Plus... I've not even signed the release. Now, a pretty damning thing to post on your Instagram, to post on your socials. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, it, it, it's kind of like he's mad at James Hooper, but there's also a real stab at the club here, which is the big worry for me. I don't care if he wants to go head to head with James Hooper. That's fine. James Hooper has since replied to him, but we'll talk about that in a minute. 
The fact that he said, not once did I ask for an immediate release, but instead of supporting me, the club kicked me out of the door. Shows that there is trouble down there in Canberra at the moment. The writing's on the wall there. No doubt there is trouble. But that one, that is damning. Coming from your halfback. And look, I think it's always been, well, to me anyway, it's been obvious that him and Ricky Stewart, they've always seemed to have a good relationship. Uh, He seemed to have played his best footy last year. He was unreal. I thought he was going to improve out of sight this year. And look, I understand George Williams. I've never moved across the other side of the world. I imagine it's not easy. I imagine it's even harder once you throw COVID and everything in between. He hasn't been able to go home since. I believe that he's wife is pregnant at the moment so there are a lot of other factors playing into this also I mean the reality is the Canberra Raiders are not going very well I wonder if they were sitting first like the Penrith Panthers if we'd have this same situation you know winning it tends to make everything a lot easier now I'm not saying that uh, if they were winning he would be staying here but I think it would make it a little bit easier yeah when there's a dire straight situation in Canberra uh, and you're looking over at a potentially the other side with better grass it's always greener on the other side potentially that's playing a role but The way that this is publicly being played out is terrible. And look, I don't know whether to read into it or not. I've heard a lot of mixed arguments about this, that it doesn't matter. I kind of think it does matter a little bit, and that's the likes on Instagram from other players. Now, if this didn't mention the club kicking him out to the door, kicking him out the door instead of helping him, then it would be a different story. But this is a really damning spray by a current well I guess a former player now I guess he hasn't signed the thing yet so he's obviously a current player sorry but from a halfback and the leader of this team for him to say this and for this many players to jump on and like it I mean I can see Dunamis Louie um, I can see Matty Tomoko I can see Huddleware and Naira John Bateman's obviously there Sia Soliola Josh Hodgson these are two leaders at this club Bailey Simonson Ryan James Hudson Young Charns Nickel Clockstad I mean there's a number of Joey Tapanay's on there as well. There's a number of Canberra Raiders that have actually blocked me on Instagram, so I can't see them all. Josh Papali's there as well. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure that Curtis Scott, Jack White are probably on there. I think they've blocked me on Instagram. But a heap of guys and a heap of leaders there. This is not a good look. There is no way this is a good look. And I, I, I've spoken to some people who have sort of excused the social media liking, saying, oh, I don't really read into it. But look, the way I see it is that, you know, you can support George Williams, you can support him privately. I don't think you have to be liking damning images like this that are putting your club down and showing that they've treated one of their players poorly. I just think that if you were supportive of him, but you knew what was best for the club and the optics of your team moving forward, I think you would send him a message. You would call him to let him know that he's got your support. I I don't think George Williams would notice if Josh Papali didn't like his Instagram post. Yeah, I think it would mean more to him if he got a text or he got a call or whatever. So to me... That sort of says that this there is big trouble here. Yeah, there is big trouble down there in Canberra. I don't know how they solve this. And then recently this afternoon, I'm not sure if we've heard a response from George yet, but Michael Hooper's uh, sorry, James Hooper's come out with another another article today, and I'll just read it to you. Just so everyone's clear on exactly what's going on with the Canberra Raiders halfback George Williams being granted an immediate release from the Green Machine, here's the timeline of events, the facts. On Monday night, Williams agent Andy Clark from England approached the Raiders for the third time this month to ask for a release at the end of the season. Let's remember, Williams is only in the second season of a three-year contract worth just under the $2 million mark, and the Raiders paid Wigan a $200,000 release fee to fast-track his arrival into the NRL. Canberra CEO Dom Ferner denied the request. On Tuesday morning, Williams sent the club's welfare manager a text message saying he had a bit going on and was unable to attend training. 
This prompted Raiders coach Ricky Stewart to immediately pick up the phone and check in on Williams. In the course of that conversation, William Tom Stewart, he was also unable to play the round 12 match against the Roosters on Saturday. Let's remember the Raiders have lost six of their last seven games and the club's season is at stake. Stewart hung up the phone and walked into Ferner's office and the pair made the decision that it would be in everyone's best interest, the player and the club, to grant Williams his wish for a release. This time, Ferner picked up the phone to Williams and told him the club had decided to grant him his release. The only catch was that the Raiders were granting Williams an immediate release, not at the end of the season as Williams had requested so he and his pregnant partner could go back to their families in the UK. The Raiders also wanted to move on from Williams as quickly as possible. Come in and sign the, the, the release papers today, George. We're granting you your wish, Ferner told him. We reported this in NRL 360 on Tuesday night. This prompted Williams to take to Twitter, claiming our information was false. Really, George? The above version of events is word for word how the Raiders view his untidy exit. Where Williams started to hit his reverse was when the Raiders told him to come in and sign the paperwork immediately. Hold on, what does this mean in terms of his contract? Does he still get paid? Williams didn't want to play but still wanted to get paid. We'd love to know what some of the champion players who've, who've won premierships with the Raiders over the years think of that. If any of this is sounding familiar, it's because it's not the Raiders' first rodeo with an Englishman agitating for an early release. John Bateman went down a similar road last year before signing a five-year deal with Wigan in the, in the UK Super League, then finishing 80 minutes short of the NRL Grand Final with Canberra. Bateman takes great delight in calling me Baldy and uses turd emojis on Twitter to try to deflect his own disastrous early departure from Canberra. But if we just stick to the facts, it's black and white for Canberra's legion of fans. Remember when Bateman, when Bateman falsely claimed his Twitter account was hacked last year, being, call, being caught calling the NRL's longest-serving club CEO, Dom Ferner, a dickhead? Bateman called me cue ball in the same tweet, but proved yet again why he's as sharp as a bowling ball. It's no surprise he's popped up in defence of George Williams. The Raiders paid Wigan $400,000 in total to get Bateman and Williams to Australia in good faith for the pair to both for the pair to both wear the lime green jumper for three years. In reality, the English pair gave them 12 good months, one season, and then the agitation and manipulation started behind the scenes before both were granted early releases. We've had some champion English players to take the NRL by storm in the last 20 years. Adrian Morley, Sam Burgess, James Graham, Gareth Ellis... These blokes played the game as hard as anyone and loved and celebrated everywhere they go. I don't believe the Raiders fans feel the same way about Williams and Bateman. Here's a fresh question for George Williams to respond to on Twitter today. If you're so homesick, George, then why did your agent contact rival NRL clubs over summer suggesting you were keen on getting the full Australian experience living close to the beach? And you know as well as I do, you've told your mates you didn't like living in Canberra. Over to you, George. Now, obviously... Uh, with this article, we are starting to get a little bit personal here. I can tell that everyone's a little bit butthurt in this situation. James Hooper doesn't like being put on show by these uh, pommy boys constantly. Um, I think it has got a little bit childish, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not sure who to buy into, but I'll tell you what, when I look at this situation from a distance, uh, I've always been very supportive of players and whatnot, but it just makes no sense to me why on earth the Canberra Raiders would let their halfback go. For them to let this guy go, there must be something wrong. There must be some truth to this story to some extent. I'm not saying it's all 100% true, but for them to want George Williams out so quickly when, one, there are not many halfbacks in rugby league, you actually want to be the halfback in your team. George Williams is one of the few that you would want. Let's be perfectly honest here. And two, 
They've got a massive game this weekend against the Sydney Roosters. They've lost six of their last seven. They need to turn this season around now. For them to let him go and go for the rest of the season without a halfback, or unless they've already lined someone up, but I'm sorry, who are you going to line up that's going to be better than this guy? I think the best option they could get was, would probably be Chad Townsend. He seems to be on the outer at Cronulla at the moment. I mean, you give me the option of Chad Townsend or Georgie Williams, I'll take Georgie Williams every day, twice on a Sunday. Very, very interesting optics here. We've seen John Bateman once again come out and speak. I know I've spoken to a lot of Canberra Raiders fans that love him as a player, but as a personality, they're starting to question some of the things they saw over his time at the Canberra Raiders. I think it's very, very interesting how this one is playing out. But as I said at the very start of this podcast, the real loser out of this, it is the Canberra Raiders. They're now left without a seven. They look to have a club that has been absolutely dismantled. They've got these constant Twitter and Fox League wars going on between blokes just spraying words at each other from a distance and all it does is drop the reputation of the Canberra Raiders I'm sure Ricky Stewart and the board they probably have to take some responsibility for what has occurred I have no doubt about it I'd be very interested to hear the entire side of George Williams' story I'd love to see him jump on a podcast somewhere or do something or come on this podcast if you're listening George good God come and tell your side of the story because I think it'd be very interesting to hear it and I think it'd be a fantastic way to put this to bed Instead of arguing with James Hooper on Twitter and carrying on, let's just hear the story. Get it out there. If you're messed up, you're messed up. If you're in the right, you're in the right. Let us know. Because at the moment, the optics, they are looking terrible and they get worse every day when we continue with this Twitter dribble and Fox League article shit. Let's get the truth out there. Let's get it sorted. Let's move on. If you want to go home, you want to go home. That's fine. But let's get the truth out of all this because at the moment it is just absolute crap at the moment and the only thing that is losing out of this, it will be the Canberra Raiders. George Williams will go back to England. James Hooper will get up tomorrow. He'll write another article. He doesn't care. George Williams will continue with his life. He'll be fine. It's the Canberra Raiders. It's the brand of the Canberra Raiders that is going to be losing out and the rest of the players in this squad. All of them liking that Instagram post. Very negative on the club, the Canberra Raiders. That is a worry for me. If I was the club, I would be well aware of that and it would be something I'd be monitoring. There's got to be more water to go under the bridge here in this situation. I think this is incredibly interesting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.